Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Am I the asshole for leaving my friend's dog at a dog shelter after she abandoned him at my home? I'm 35 female. I have a friend, 32 female, who asked me to dog sit her poodle for two weeks while she was on vacation with her husband. I had some rough patches with this friend before, but she paid me before I had to take care of her dog, and my house is big, so I agreed. I really like dogs. I had many throughout the years, and now I have one good golden boy named Dorado. But I really hated this dog. It peed everywhere. It was destroyed. It picked fights with Dorado, felt entitled to my food while having a full bowl untouched and even shit on my bed. Out of all the places he could shit, he decided to shit on my bed bed. After two weeks, I called my friend, expecting her to be back in town and to come get her little monster. She never answered. No text, no social media, nothing. After trying to reach her on Instagram, I got blocked. I waited. Waited for her to appear in front of my door. But that never happened. I called her husband, also ghosted me. After 10 days of being ghosted, I had enough. Went to a shelter and dropped the dog there. They won't accept pet dogs into a shelter, so I said it was a stray dog. I finally had peace at home, and one week later, my friend called me, saying that she was coming back for her dog. I blew up at her, asking where the hell she was, and that I got tired of waiting, so I dropped the dog off at a shelter. She started fighting with me over the phone, saying that it was unfair, and that I was putting her dog in danger, and that I could have just waited a little longer. I sent her the shelter address, and some days later, she said that she was going to sue me because she had to buy her dog back. The shelter doesn't sell dogs. Maybe she was charged an adoption fee. She is making my life so much more dramatic right now. Maybe I should have just waited a few more days. Was I wrong for what I did? Oy. Putting myself in the original poster's shoes, I can't think of anything that I would have done differently here. If the dog wasn't a monster, she would have waited. But the dog was very poorly behaved, and the dog's owner straight ghosted her, blocked her. As soon as she did that and strayed from what she originally agreed upon, all bets were off. It didn't matter. They had a verbal agreement. The dog's owner slash OP's former friend strayed from that agreement and then got pissed off because there were consequences for it. Well, what did she expect to happen? It was 10 days after she said she would be back to get her dog. 10 days, almost double the amount of time. And she's got to know that her dog's a monster. She's got to know. She's got to know that her dog is just very poorly behaved. And in that case, I mean, what are the other options? Having it boarded somewhere and boarding it and just waiting. But then OP has to pay for that boarding under the assumption that the owner is never going to come back. So she could have done that maybe for a couple of weeks just to wait and see what happened. But when she tried to reach out to the dog's owner and the owner's husband, she got ghosted by everybody. So that's a strong indication that they're just not coming back for the monster, probably because it's a monster. Um, and I don't know if this is a common thing for poodles to be badly behaved, but I can tell you that my golden doodle, who is part poodle, is a little bit of a shit. They have some behavioral tics. They're a wee bit ornery. For someone who hasn't taken that dog into their family and made it a permanent fixture, I can see how, you know, babysitting one for an extended period of time would probably make you want to just jump off the roof. I get it. She didn't endanger the dog by taking it to a shelter, as long as this shelter was a humane shelter that doesn't, you know, dispose of dogs or do something crazy like that. I know they exist, but assuming that this wasn't one of those shelters, that this was a safe place for the dog, I don't know what else she could have done. I really don't. Unless 
unless it was maybe reach out to a third party friend who is friends with both and then, you know, tried to find some solution that way. But I can't think of anything that OP really could have done differently here. She did everything that she could. She tried to contact them multiple times to the point where she got blocked. So it's not on her. I hate to see a dog go to the shelter. However, what else was she going to do with this dog? She certainly wasn't willing to take it on as a part of her family. And I don't blame her. What do you do? At least the situation that she created was one where the dog's owner could get the dog back. I mean, she could have just been like, well, they abandoned this dog here. Hey, Facebook or whatever, who wants a dog? And then the dog has a new owner and then the dog's owner can't get them back. I don't know. What would you guys do in this situation? I can't think of anything that that I would have done differently. There might have been a couple of other options there, but this seems like a safe route. Hey, also, um, if you're not already following us on Instagram, we have a lot of really cool behind the scenes stuff there, including stuff with the family. Um, Navy Thunder, our 18 month old, if you haven't seen her yet, you need to. She's an absolute dual, as are all the kids, but she's the munchkin. She's the bebe. Uh, also on YouTube, there is exclusive content there, including AITA compilations that are over an hour long if you like to just listen to them, and uh, video versions of the podcast. Some story time stuff is there too. Also, we have the next podcast with Steve Newman in edit right now, and it will be coming out soon. So be watching for some teasers as well as the announcement that that has been published. And of course, it will be out on all the podcast channels, including YouTube. If you are not following, subscribed, and turned notifications on on YouTube yet, you are really missing out. I'm serious. Don't miss out. You don't want to miss out. You will have an extreme case of FOMO if you aren't subscribed and turn them notifications on on YouTube. Nobody want no FOMO. Uh, ask on scale for the OP here. I, I'm going to say not registering at all. There's there's nothing that she should have or could have done differently to my knowledge, at least with the situation as it's been explained to us here. What she did was perfectly fair. I hate to see that happen to a dog, but the dog was perfectly safe. The dog's owner got it back. She was just pissed off and well, she could be pissed off at herself. Woof. Am I the asshole for telling my wife she can't wear her wedding dress to my cousin's wedding and she doesn't have to attend if she does? I am so confused already. Throw away fake names. We're both 25, by the way. My wife Amy and I got married a few months ago. My cousin Sam is getting married early next year to his fiancée, Jane. Amy and Jane don't get along too well. They're fine in family events and stuff, but they don't run in the same circles otherwise. Amy's mentioned before that Jane doesn't want to be a part of their group, and she's too shy. Amy saw what Jane's dress looks like from another cousin. I haven't seen it, but it's custom made, white and gold, and she thinks it's too much. The issue now is that Amy's come up with the idea to wear her wedding dress to Sam and Jane's wedding. She said she doesn't have time to go dress shopping, and her dress isn't traditional white. It's pink. It don't matter. If she wore that dress to her wedding, she cannot wear that dress to another person's wedding. That is like written in stone somewhere, right? I said no. She can't wear her wedding dress to someone else's wedding, but she's insisting. I told her if she insists on wearing this dress, she doesn't have to attend. Amy got really upset and said, I'm trying to control her, and her dress should be reused instead of sitting in the closet. This is blown up, and I just don't think you should wear your wedding dress to another wedding, regardless of if it's white or not. I don't think I'm the asshole, but Amy is mad. She told her friend, and the friend also said that I can't tell her if she attends or not. Edited to add, I've been looking online and I found this picture that's similar to my wife's dress. Not exactly the same, but close. If anyone wanted a reference. Well, we are gonna download that. Got it. Downloaded. I loaded it down. Okay, and we'll show you here. Okay, I am looking at the dress right now, and yeah, girly girl, you cannot wear this dress to someone else's wedding because it's gonna be kind of obvious that you didn't just have this laying around as like a formal dress. This is not like the kind of thing that you would be wearing to someone else's wedding. It is extremely light colored, so it's not white. It is an extremely pale pink. I think it would be a major party foul, and you would probably both be in hot water OP and OP's wife if she showed up wearing this. I understand her wanting to reuse the dress because, you know, you probably spent a lot of money on this dress and you feel like you should get more use out of it, but I don't think that's how wedding dresses work. I think wedding dresses are the kind of dresses that you wear once and then it's like in a vacuum sealed bag or in some kind of plastic, you know, hanging bag 
and it's stored away just to be kept as a memento or sold or given to someone else. I don't know, but I don't think you can wear it to another wedding. Maybe she could get away wearing this to like some kind of ball, some kind of community gala or something like that, but certainly not another wedding. And if anyone at the upcoming wedding knows that this dress is the original poster's wife's dress from their wedding, then you sure as hell can't wear it. The only way she could pull this off is if no one knew. So, if no one had seen any pictures, if no one was there, if no one had a damn clue, maybe you could pull it off. But even then, what's going to happen? There's going to be pictures taken at this wedding. Those pictures are going to make their way online. Someone who did know that this was OP's wife's wedding dress is going to see it and be like, wait a second, isn't that? No, surely she wouldn't do that. Surely not. Oh my God, she did. That's what's going to happen. It is a recipe for disaster. And maybe it's just me, but you know, the ingredients in a recipe for disaster, I don't feel like you should use when attending someone else's wedding. There's already too much at stake, right? You don't do anything risky when you go into someone's wedding. You just don't. Now, you could dress like Moira. Moira for David's wedding. Let's, uh, let's Moira David's wedding. Boop. I'm going to download this one as well. I'm going to load it down. Moira wore a white dress, but it was really more of like a robe. And Alexis had on what appears to be a white dress as well for David's wedding. But David's wedding was also two dudes getting married. So there was no white dress involved. And their theme was white. So that, that makes all of that work. Also, neither one of those look like a wedding dress. So OP's wife's dress kind of looks like it could be a wedding dress. And um, I don't think you're supposed to do that. But I must be the center of attention, even if it is not my wedding. No, that's that's not what you're supposed to do here. I will not be stopped. You cannot tell me that I can't go to this wedding. I mean, I think I can. As your husband, I can be like, I, if you're going to wear that, then I'm not going. I mean, you can go solo and, you know, start a whole bunch of shit if you want, but I won't be there for it. You most certainly will be. No. No, I really won't. I, I really, really think this is a bad idea. I'm beginning to think that marrying you is a bad idea. Maybe that dress is cursed. I don't know. Um, Let's see here. So uh, OP for saying that you shouldn't do that. Not an asshole at all. Doesn't register on the ASCON scale at all. Um, OP's wife. This one's a little bit difficult. I mean, if we're going to pass a verdict on her here. As a reminder, the ASCON, um, the ASCON levels are, oh, we have a new graphic. Let's show you the new graphic. This illustrates the whole scale. ASCON 1 which is the worst, is no way you should have done that. You're a terrible human being. Ascon 2 is definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make you a terrible person. Ascon 3, you probably should have approached that differently. And Ascon 4, you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole, maybe you're not. And... Man, I mean, for whatever reason, she thinks this is okay. She is at minimum ASCON 2, right? Potentially an ASCON 1. If she knows that it's a party foul and does it anyway, she's an ASCON 1. Like, there's there's no way. that You can't not be just a terrible human being. If you know you're not supposed to do it, and you do it anyway. Um, giving her slight benefit of the doubt that it hasn't been explained by credible sources to her. Let's say she's an ASCON 1.5. I know that's not a thing, but we're making it a thing for for this. So uh, she's she's right in the middle there. She's like a one and a two. Nah, screw it. She's an Ascon one. There's no way. There's no way that this is okay. And surely she knows that. So uh, OP, you got your hands full here, bro. I hope you manage to avoid this recipe for disaster. Safest play is always to just not go. Good luck. Either way. You got a battle on your hands either way, bro. Am I the asshole for leaving my date at a bar? I went on a date with a girl Sunday. Let's say her name is Mandy. I've met Mandy several times through my friend's girlfriend, Sarah. Mandy always seemed nice and fun to talk to. So I asked her to hang out Sunday. I knew she liked football because she's been by my friend's house for games several times. So I asked her to come with to watch a game. We went to a sports bar for dinner. The plan was to watch the game, have some drinks, and maybe play pool. So I picked her up on Sunday. We got to the bar and Mandy said that her friend was there sitting at a table with some other people. She went in and said hi. We sat at the bar and ate. Then she asked if it was cool if we went and sat by them. I didn't really want to, but agreed. We went over there and she introduced me. That was basically it. From then on, I felt like a third wheel. I tried to talk about football with some of the other people, but they didn't watch sports. I tried starting a conversation about other stuff with one of the guys, and it didn't seem like it was going anywhere. So I sat and 
and watched the game while Mandy talked to her friends. Time passed and the game was almost over, so I told Mandy I was probably going to head out after. And she said, oh, come on, one more drink and then we'll go. Okay, fine. Then her friends started buying rounds of shots for each other. Not me. Understandable. They don't know me. Besides, I was driving. I finished my soda and told Mandy I was going to go because I worked in the morning. She got a confused look and looked at her beer. Then the time. Then her friends. And said, oh, well, I didn't finish my drink yet. I said, well, I'm leaving. I can give you a ride home if you want. She said, okay, let me finish my drink. I said, okay, and sat down. Then she started screwing around with her friends again, going outside with them, playing darts, not drinking her drink. I said, Mandy, I'm leaving. She didn't acknowledge me or say bye, so I left. Yesterday after work, Sarah called and yelled at me about leaving Mandy stranded. She said when you drive someone somewhere, you take them home too, that she didn't know I was such a jackass to leave a girl at a bar alone, and that Mandy didn't even know I left until she saw my jacket was gone. And apparently, Mandy had to lift home, and I should reimburse her. I explained my side and she said so what she was having fun you should have joined in instead of sitting around moping i felt like i really tried to get into the conversation and join the group it just wasn't working i didn't feel like sitting there bored forever her friends were there so it's not like she was alone am i the asshole for leaving oy vey okay um this feels like a complicated situation number one i think if you wanted this to be a date hanging out at a sports bar to watch a football game probably wasn't the best decision. It created an atmosphere that was easily interrupted, so the date was very casual from the get-go. Not saying that there's anything wrong with that as a date, but you have to acknowledge that risk. It's not a like a formal experience at that point, it's just a hangout. You did take her there, but you also told her multiple times that you were going to leave. Now, there was an understanding that you were her ride home, and she said, I'm going to finish my drink, but then she abandoned ship to go party and live it up with her friends. Number one, joining up with the friends when this was supposed to be a date is one of the things that is a risk whenever you pick a place like a sports bar for this to happen. So it started to immediately fall apart. This whole freaking thing just fell apart, man. Um, I'd say the date probably didn't go well. Your chances of seeing her again are probably very slim. Uh, you're a little bit of an asshole for leaving. You probably should have stepped up more and been like, hey, I need you to understand that I am leaving and I need to hear you say it back so that there was some kind of clear understanding between you two. I understand it's a messed up situation. She had friends there, so if she had to take a lift home, somebody else screwed her over too. It wasn't just you. I would say go ahead and reimburse and just be done with it. In the, the grand scheme of this situation, let's see where this lands you in the ASCON scale here. So, we have, referring to our diagram here again, uh, ASCON 1, no way you should have done that, you're a terrible human being. ASCON 2, you definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make you a terrible person. ASCON 3, you probably should have approached that differently. ASCON 4, you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole, maybe you're not. I'm going to say ASCON 3 here, because you probably should have tried harder to make sure that there was a clear understanding that she knew that he was leaving. There was also a should have approached this whole date thing differently kind of responsibility that led to this becoming the mess that it was. There was an assumption that she liked football and that's why you chose the place that you chose. Maybe you should have had a conversation with her first and been like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Are you cool with that? And that would have given you the opportunity to pivot to something different that was less likely to be interrupted. Her marching you over to her friend group and plopping down is a little bit weird, but like I said, that's one of the risks of a very casual date. So, it became not a date very quickly. It became hanging out with her friends and you being a third wheel. I get it. She's an asshole for that. She is probably an ASCON too for that move. Unless it was just going so poorly that they rescued her. But she wanted to leave with you, so I don't know. I am so glad that uh, I don't have to deal with this kind of crap anymore as a happily married man. Because this seems super complicated and kind of seems like a Kobayashi Maru. There's no winning for him in this situation. You know, either he stuck it out and lived through hell, being the sober guy around a bunch of drunks, which everybody knows sucks, or, you know, he gets up and communicates more clearly and pisses her off doing that, or he does what he did, and he pisses her off doing that. So, I don't think there was a win here. I just feel like, personally, you should have communicated it more clearly to avoid the situation that happened. Reimburse her for lift and be done with it. At least she can't say that you didn't do that then. That's all there is to it. Try to save a 
little bit of face and move on here, man. Ascon 3. But she's an Ascon too. I don't know. Y'all tell me what you think. What would you do in this situation? As messed up as it is. Uh, also, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you maybe haven't seen yet on Instagram. That's where we house all of our behind the scenes stuff beyond just this camera and this death care and these stories. So check that out if you have any interest in learning more about the Dusty Thunder life. Also, if you are not already subscribed on YouTube, you definitely should be because there's all kinds of different content on there, like compilations of these Am I the Asshole stories. We also have some other story time stories and the video version of the podcast gets posted there as well. So subscribe there. Make sure you turn on the notifications. Ring the bell if we did well. And you will be privy to all kinds of very cool things. Am I the asshole for not taking down my video that was a gift from my best man? I have a sister that's six years older than me. My parents for years cancel on me last minute because of my sister. I have a basketball game. Oops, sorry sister doesn't feel like going out. I'm graduating. Oops, sorry sister had a bad day at work. They have missed both major and smaller events in my life because of her meltdowns. You know what? I think it's time for some red flags. Just do it. I met the love of my life. We decided to tie the knot. From the beginning, I told my parents how I am worried my sister will ruin another special moment in my life. My mom told me over and over again it would not happen. The day of my wedding, I received a voicemail from my mom saying they couldn't come because my sister's dog was sick and she was upset. I was hurt. My best man, however, is a jokester. He took my phone, then went to my fiance and asked if he could post a video of our wedding as a gift on social media. She loved his idea. I had no idea about it until I came home. Our honeymoon was at a lakeside cabin no cell service. The post caption was, my best friend. He's an amazing person even if his parents never showed up for him. The video was still pictures of us next to her parents, me on the dance floor, cutting the cake, where you would normally see both parents in wedding pictures. The sound behind the video was my mom's voicemail explaining how they couldn't come because my sister's dog was sick. <laughs> I love this best man. I mean, that is harsh, but fair. I came home a week later to hundreds of messages. Family members from both sides insisting I take it down. Well, both sides meaning your wife's side too? I was told my sister hasn't stopped crying. Well, of course. Another bad thing that can be applied to your sister, the perpetual victim. Holy shit. My mom is refusing to leave the house. Well, now we know where your sister gets it. I may be the asshole here. I didn't take it down when I got my messages. I didn't call my family back right away. I waited until my vacation time was over at work and enjoyed my time with my wife in our new home before I contacted anyone. My dad told me to take down the video. It was just a bad night for them, that they will make it up to me and my wife for not coming. My reply was exactly how do you plan to make up my wedding? It's a once in a lifetime thing. You choose to to ignore my feeling on the whole matter. Then he just repeated he will make it up to me. I told him I would take down the video only when he made up missing my wedding. Flustered, we both hung up the phone before we both said things we shouldn't have. Am I the asshole here? I could have just taken down the video. You know, I'm curious here what some of the top comments are, so let's have a look, shall we? Uh, so this one is fantastic. Also, this is a follower submission, so thank you for sending this in. It's from three months ago, but it doesn't matter because this is epic. Uh, thank you so much for sending your story in, uh, OP. <laughs> I assume the original poster who is who sent this directly into us, I hope, uh, because this is epic. And the fact that it's been three months, I hope, means this video is still up. I really want to see this video. If original poster, you are seeing this and you are who sent this into us, please send us the video. I really, really want to see this. And I think it's epic. Your friend is an amazing friend. Uh, some of the top comments on here are not the asshole. The truth hurts sometimes. And your parents and sister just gotten whammied. Your friend is awesome. Please leave the video up. Seconded, your friend didn't manipulate their words. Your parents would have nothing to cry about if they hadn't done anything wrong. They skipped your wedding with one seriously pathetic excuse. Let them feel the effects of that. Amen. Ah, the sweet taste of public humiliation. What better wedding gift could one ask for? Agreed. Your friend is pure gold. 
talk about having your back, not the asshole. Agreed. Wow. Someone said, also on your first anniversary, mail them a CD of the video, just in case they forgot. I assume they mean DVD, but that's not even really a thing now. Send them a link, not the asshole. I'm sorry you always get to play second fiddle to your sister. That is the absolute truth, and I guess it's the moral of the story here. Uh, original poster, OP, you, my man, have been second fiddle for your whole flipping life. And I think if anything, you've learned here that even as an adult, you can't count on your parents. You can't count on them for anything. Your sister can for whatever reason, and it sounds like she's taken on the professional role of being a victim and needing them. What, what were they going to do if the freaking cat is sick or the dog? If her, if her pet is sick and she's upset about it, what exactly are the parents going to do to remedy that situation? What are they going to do? What are they going to do to make that better? Well, screw it. It doesn't matter because it would have been something else. This is either one of those things where your sister can't stand to have the spotlight shining on someone else and has to pull it back to herself with some kind of bullshit drama, or she just actually has things going wrong all the time, which isn't a good sign either. Either way, it affects you in the same way, because it has diverted 100% of their focus to her and away from you. You can't depend on them. Stop trying to include them in things. And I get it, your wedding was like one of those things that you really had to include them on, but now you know. No, you don't. Because you still got married, and they weren't there, and you had a great time, and you had a great honeymoon, and you're having a great life life right now without them. Do the rest of it without them and make them earn their way back in. That's it, man. Just make them earn their way back in. Either they'll do it or they won't. And, you know, your sister is going to go kicking and screaming the whole way because if they do it, that's going to mean showing you some spotlight and attention and not showing her. So she's going to buck against this whole thing, but we'll see how they handle it. They did the crime. Now they got to do the time. No, you are 100% not the asshole. You don't even register on our ASCON scale, man. Your parents, however, ASCON won all the way. You don't miss your fucking kid's wedding because your other kid has a sick animal and they're upset. You don't. No, no, that's not how that works. And your sister, there could be a logical explanation for the way that your sister is. But at the surface, from reading what we're reading, ASCON won as well. Hopefully you've beat the system here and the formula that produced a whole family full of assholes skipped you. It seems like you're semi normal. So hopefully you're not the kind of asshole that they are. Uh, proximity, man. If they're close enough to cause damage to you right now, then push them further away. Congratulations on your marriage. Congratulations on your new family. Am I the asshole for telling my friend to stop referring to my son by his full name? We call my son Benji. His full name is Benjamin. My friend came over for a visit and my son, 18 months, was ignoring her. She went and crouched down in front of him and waved and he just walked away from her. She started to laugh and just said, I can't believe you, Benjamin. I said we call him Benji in this house and you know that. So he eventually warmed up to her and she was calling him Benji like she's supposed to. And they were having a blast playing when my son suddenly took all the cars and ran behind the couch. She did that gasping again and said, Benjamin, how could you? My son thought it was funny and thought nothing of it, but I was really annoyed because I had already asked her to not call him that. I flatly said, stop calling him that. She mumbled a sorry and then suddenly she had to go. I told her that we were okay. She didn't have to leave, but she said, something came up. But I've known her so long, I knew she was lying, and then she awkwardly left. My husband said I'm the asshole, but I think I was just standing my ground. Edited to add, I don't like calling him Benjamin because it's a family name that my husband insisted on that I'm not fond of. Well, that explains everything. Edited to add, okay, I get it. I'm wrong. Please stop messaging me calling me stupid. My husband did not bully me into the name. It was the name of a family member that he was close to that had a tragic death. It was to pay tribute and I was okay with it, but I'm still not fond of it. Wowza. Okay, so I think this all boils down to how close the original poster and her friend were. If they were close enough to where they could have those kinds of conversations and she could enforce those boundaries and be like, listen, bitch, no, 
Call him Benji. His name is not Benjamin. We call him Benji. Benjamin is just a formality. Then, you know, whatever. But apparently, either they're not that close or she pushed too hard and came off harshly because the way that she did it caused some awkwardness and caused the friend to flee. Like, run away. It's the kid's name. I mean, you better get used to this now because teachers are going to be calling him Benjamin for the rest of his life, right? You're going to have to correct everyone that calls him Benjamin and say, no, it's Benji. Well, I don't really think it's going to go like that. If this pisses you off this much now, the rest of your life is going to be hell. You might as well just accept that he's going to get called Benjamin and that you better start loving it because guess what? If you hate your kid's name, that resentment is going to be felt by the kid. He's going to feel that. You better start loving Benjamin. I understand, you know, you settled, you agreed to a name that you didn't really love and that sucks, but at this point, you better start loving it because it's your kid's name and teachers and doctors and anyone else who looks at a legal name is going to be like, yeah, Benjamin. What are you going to do? You're always going to be there to be like, "Mm, it's Benji. Excuse me. That's not how that works. It is not how it works. You're just going to have to accept that he's going to get called Benjamin. I don't think you're stupid. And I'm sorry that people called you that, but uh, you're going to have to accept it and learn to deal with it and hopefully learn to love it. Because if you hate it, your kid's going to know you hate it. And that sucks for him. Let us refer to the ASCON scale here. Uh, Let's show the graphic and do a quick recap. ASCON 1, no way you should have done that. You're a terrible human being. ASCON 2, definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make you a terrible person. ASCON 3, you probably should have approached that differently. And ASCON 4, you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole, maybe you're not. I'm going to say she's um, ASCON 3 here. It's not like a super severe asshole kind of situation. It's just... It's a tact situation, right? She should have approached it differently and probably had given her friend the context of here's here's why I'm I really want to try to stick with Benji. And if you could help me, if you could help me by only using Benji, that would be great. Instead of being like snappy which is what you came across as. So, um, ASCON 3. Um, no, actually, you know what? Let's bump her up to ASCON 2 here because she definitely shouldn't have done it. She's not a terrible person for it. She's got reasons, but she definitely shouldn't have done it. So, congratulations. You've graduated from ASCON 3 to ASCON 2. You are the winner of a little bit more of an asshole. Congratulations. Am I the asshole for uninviting my future sister-in-law from my wedding after she told my fiancé I was pregnant? Eek. I decided to keep my pregnancy to myself because I don't know what I'm going to do about it, and I knew my fiancé wasn't going to be happy with the news. My future sister-in-law slash best friend is the only other person who knew, as I only took the test at her suggestion and at her house. She also agreed that her brother was unlikely to be happy about it, but she felt like I should tell him immediately anyway. We kept arguing over it because I told her I needed time to process it, and she felt like I was making excuses to avoid telling him. In the end, she told him herself while we were having dinner with their family. He was so upset he confronted me in front of everybody, so now they all know and everybody is upset with me for keeping it from him. His sister kept trying to reach out and apologize after it happened, but I was ignoring her, as her only excuse was that he was her brother so she couldn't keep it from him, and that she gave me three weeks to tell him myself. The last time she called me, I was so upset that I answered and yelled at her. In the heat of the moment, I uninvited her from the wedding and told her I would find a new bridesmaid. I've given my fiancé and his family another reason to be upset with me, but I've refused to let her come to the wedding even as a regular guest, despite them asking me to, and it being important to them for her to attend. Am I the asshole? Well, this is a heavy situation. Let's see what, what, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, see what the, some of the, uh, comments here are. Uh, top comment here says, please explain why y'all are getting married if you can't even tell them you're pregnant. That makes sense. 100% this, if you can't tell your freaking fiance this kind of news, regardless of how he's going to feel about it, why are you even getting married? That doesn't sound like a healthy partnership. Yes, everyone sucks here. How can you marry someone that you can't even talk to? Definitely agree with that sentiment. Successful marriages are largely dependent on your ability to have difficult conversations with each other and develop that skill of communication. And this is a pretty big test right up front that uh, that OP failed, but it kind of feels like everyone failed. It's a difficult conversation. And if you're planning on marrying this man, you definitely need to tell him and have the conversation with him, especially if you know he's going to feel strongly about it. That's that's a whole other thing. Your friend slash his sister did you dirty here by by outing you 
when she should have had the conversation with you first and been like, look, if you don't do it today, I'm going to do it. You didn't get that warning, even though you had plenty of time to do it yourself. So she sucks too. Your fiance blowing up in front of everybody. He sucks. Um, the family here, we don't know a whole lot about, except that they really want his sister slash your friend and former bridesmaid to be able to attend the wedding. So this is like a whole whirlwind of bullshit drama that I don't want to be a part of ever. There's all kinds of communication issues here. And if you two don't figure out how to communicate through this, marriage is going to be very, very difficult for you. Year one of marriage is going to be tough anyway, because that's the that's the year where you really learn how to communicate and you're forced into it and it's painful, but you both grow, at least in successful marriages, you both grow and you learn in that first year. Yours is all happening right up front here. So you're kind of getting a crash course on the importance of communication in marriage, but it's sink or swim at this point. You've got to be able to communicate through it if you're going to have a successful relationship. So everybody does suck here. Everybody's an asshole here. People need to figure out how to communicate. I don't think anybody's a terrible person here because it was, if she hadn't told him yet, it's because she hadn't figured out how to do it yet in a way that wasn't going to make him flip out. She just hadn't figured out how to communicate that yet. And I understand there's those heavy conversations that you hold on to because in the back of your mind, you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to figure out, but you still got to do it. And sometimes the hardest part of these conversations is just starting the conversation. There's no way to make it magically worded so that it goes well. Sometimes you just need to throw it out there and then together figure out how to solve whatever pickle you're in. So, uh, yeah, this feels like a really sticky situation here that communication completely just fell apart on all fronts in. And the communication factor is going to be of utmost importance here if you're going to have a successful relationship. So better hop to it and start communicating. The only way to get good at it is by doing it. You, you can't become a good communicator in your head. You have to just start communicating. Screw up and then fix it by doing better next time. This one's heavy. Am I the asshole for forcing my guests to move to a hotel after they refuse to use the bidet? Sorry for all the poop talk. I live in a country with terrible plumbing. If you flush toilet paper, you are pretty much guaranteed to back up your toilet. I grew up in Colorado, so I know how weird it is to wipe after a dump and then put the paper in a garbage can instead of just flushing it. So I installed a wand bidet in all three washrooms in my retirement house. So after you poop, you just spray your backside down nice and clean. Then you use the toilet paper to dry your butthole. Nice, simple, and less gross in my opinion. I wish I had these when I lived in the States. Me too. So my brother and his wife came down for a visit. I told them the rules for the bathroom and they both said that they understood. Apparently not. They clogged the two public bathrooms on the first day. Then they asked to use the one in my room. Nope, that's mine. They asked me where they were supposed to go to the bathroom. I pointed them to the clogged ones and offered them a plunger and a drain snake. They said I was the host and it was my responsibility. I laughed in their faces. So they packed up and left. They found a hotel and now they are on social media complaining about the shithole country I chose to retire to and calling me a terrible host for inviting them down but not letting them use my bathroom. I posted pictures of my bathrooms after they clogged them and asked if they knew who did that to my home. They called me gross and immature for talking about their bathroom habits. I'm lost. They brought it up first. Anyways, they're calling me an asshole because they're having to spend money on a hotel when I live in a really nice house with guest rooms. But now everyone who knows the bathroom rules for down here is calling them idiots for not using the bidet or putting the toilet paper in the receptacle. Edit. These awards are making me laugh. Okay, we're gonna have to go read some of the comments here. Not the asshole. The responsibility to unclog the toilet falls on the person who clogged it, not the host. Someone responds, could someone please tell my husband that? Dude, I would be so embarrassed. I clogged the toilet at my girlfriend's parents' house early on and went in with my fucking hands because I was so embarrassed. They don't use plungers for some reason in their house, only snakes. <laughs> uh, what? Went in with his hands, dude. This is one reason why plungers are often kept near the toilet rather than away with other cleaning and home maintenance supplies. Also, bidets are civilization. If you still just use TP and don't wash it, if there are available facilities, I find it barbaric. Bidet, soap, 
teepee to dry, then toss in the can, not the asshole. How do people leave a bathroom with a clogged toilet? Unless it's a super public bathroom with like 573 stalls and no one around, I would be mortified to leave a toilet clogged. Like, how does one clog a toilet in the family house and not be embarrassed and try to fix it? Like, I get that poop is natural, but dang. Yeah, that shit took itself out, lol. Well, only partly because OP has to deal with what's left in the house. Never has the title, Am I the Asshole, been more appropriate. Best laugh I've had in ages. OP, I loved your response to their shitty behavior and in fact, if anything, I think you were a wee bit too nice. Number one, yes, they brought up their bathroom habits first, so holding that against you is tissue thin. Number two, they can't possibly think it's your responsibility to clean up their crap, not the asshole. Oh boy, I, this all comes down to they agreed to the rules and then they didn't follow them. They decided to just flush those rules right down the toilet. I'm sorry. I have to take part now. It's like this shit is made for dad jokes. They agreed to the rules. They didn't clean up their own mess. What in the hell makes them think that you're going to let them just come clog your toilet too? By the way, I live in the States and I wish we had bidets. I wish bidets were like commonplace here. And if you look into, you know, the conversion kit to add a bidet, they're not cheap. It's not just an easy thing to convert to a bidet here, here in the States. I wish they had them everywhere. And I understand why the rest of the world thinks that we're pretty gross for not having them. We're just walking around with dirty butts. All of us. I mean, luckily they have the, the wet wipes that are degradable and you can flush and they won't clog up sewer systems now, supposedly. In the Thunder household, we're, we're firm believers in the flushable wipes. Still, yeah, it's pretty gross. Obviously, it's not feasible to jump in the shower every time. Every time you poop, just jump in the shower, upside down, spray your butt off, dry off, and then you're done, right? This shit is bananas. If I were a guest there, obviously, I would have been excited. I would have been like, yeah, I get to like wash my butt off after. I'm all about it. I don't know why they tried to just flush it. Maybe one time doing it as an accidental habit is understandable. Clogging up two bathrooms and then not even attempting to fix it just makes them, you know, both assholes. Let's see where they land on the ASCON scale here. OP, you're not you're not even on the scale here. It's fine. Everything you did was called for. Um, sometimes you gotta fight poo with poo. You know what I mean? Uh, they, however, on the ASCON scale, let's show the graphic just to familiarize everyone who doesn't know. ASCON 1, which is the worst, is no way you should have done that. You're a terrible human being. Ascon 2, definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make you a terrible person. Ascon 3, you probably should have approached that differently. And Ascon 4, you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole, maybe you're not. They agreed to the rules. They chose not to follow them. So uh, I'm going to call them Ascon 2 here. They're not terrible human beings. Like I don't, I don't feel like they were super malicious in this. Actually, them taking to social media and trying to victimize themselves for their own actions kind of does bump them up to Ascon 1 here. So they yeah, let's let's officially label your guests here as uh, a couple of dirty butthole ASCON ones, and UOP, you're a clean butthole. Not an asshole at all. You're totally fine. I am very interested to hear what everyone else thinks of this. So please leave your dirty butthole comments below. Also, uh, if you aren't already following us on Instagram, use our link tree, which is in our bio to get over there. Uh, it is the Dusty Thunder RSI Instagram, where you will see all kinds of behind the scenes stuff, including family stuff. And if you are not subscribed on YouTube yet, you need to subscribe and turn on your notifications for new content because we post new content daily on YouTube including compilations of Am I the Asshole stories and the podcast, the video version, and all kinds of other story time things as well. So be sure to go subscribe those two places if you have not already. This is a closed case. I feel like this feels like a pretty open and shut case. Your your guests were just a couple of turds. That's all there is to it. Flush this experience and just put it out of your mind. Am I the asshole for wanting my sister-in-law and her kids to move out of my house? I've been with my boyfriend for six years now. After two years of dating, we got our own place together, including my stepson, who we have full-time. This was our first ever house we each have had without living with parents or family. My sister-in-law lived with her mom, stepdad, and her four kids. She's a single mother. They ended up losing the house because of financial reasons and pretty much had nowhere to go. So I told my partner that his sister and kids could stay with us until she gets her own place. One of her kids ended up staying with her grandma. 
grandmother. Anyway, so my sister-in-law and her three kids moved in with my partner, stepson, and I in our small three-bedroom house. We made it accommodating so we could all live comfortably together. At first, we were pretty close and hung out a lot, but as time went by, we started drifting apart. I think it was because of the fact that my sister-in-law just stayed home all day, didn't get a job or even look for one, never helped out with the bills or rent, or would just go out on dates with random guys she met online all the time. My partner and I both worked full-time jobs, and every day I would come home and the house was an absolute mess because of all the kids. They tried to clean it, but honestly, there was no point because it would just end up going back to shit. I was so sick of it. This went on for over a year. She still didn't have a job and was living here for free. I would tell my partner that she needs to move out, but as she is his big sister, he defended her, even though he was annoyed as well. She ended up getting a boyfriend and would let him stay over at our house with his two kids. Whoa! That's a total of nine people now in our three-bedroom house. They would have fights in the house and even broke one of our bedroom doors. What the f***? My partner and I were so pissed off at the lack of respect they had. They ended up replacing the door, but that was it. I was over it. I started to put a list together of houses up for lease so she could start looking for a place, but she didn't seem interested. Well, yeah, because she doesn't have a job. Later on, I found out she was actually speaking to my stepson's biological mother, who at the time was very jealous of my partner and I being together and having my stepson full-time, and trying to come up with ways to try and break my partner and I up. It was the ultimate snake move, in my opinion. It didn't work. We had to sit her down and confront her about it. What the shit? Can't really forgive her for it, but still, am I the asshole for wanting them to move out, knowing they kind of had nowhere to go and it wasn't the kid's fault for anything? Edit, sister-in-law ended up playing the victim when confronted about her trying to break us up. She had a falling out with the ex, and the ex ended up sending all screenshots of their messages to my partner. This is how we found out. When we confronted her, she was saying her and her kids didn't feel comfortable in the house because I was always angry and going around the house in a mood. My partner ended up speaking to me privately about my my moods and said that they were not okay. He said that if it's such a problem, they will all move out together. And I said, no, how about I move out and you can live with your sister for the rest of your f life. I think that's when it clicked to him that she was in the wrong. Took a while for him to see, I know. But the ultimatum was given and he chose us, which I'm happy about. I know I've allowed this for way too long and your comments and opinions have confirmed that for me. So thank you everyone. She will be getting the f out of our house. Don't worry. So some of the top comments here are, uh, not the asshole. She is beyond disrespectful. Set a date and tell her that she needs to be out by that date whether she has somewhere to go or not. She can go live with the mom of the stepson since they are so buddy-buddy. OP, this will go on forever. It will never get better. You and your partner need to agree on a date that she has to have a job by and a date that she has to move out by. You also need to draw some boundaries, like her boyfriend and his kids are no longer welcome over. She can go wherever he is. Stop making the house so comfortable for her. So OP's boyfriend's sister is the one that's living with them. The shit part of all this is that the audacity, the entitlement, this is all out of flip and control here. She not only just accepted, you know, that she was going to live there for free and not try to contribute to anything or, you know, try to help keep shit in order or keep the house clean. She didn't try to get a job at all. Just went on dates with random dudes and just left everything a freaking mess. And then went a step further and was talking shit about OP behind her back to her boyfriend's ex. What level of disrespect is actionable here? The shit talking to the ex appears to be the straw that broke the camel's back, but it should have happened way before then. I get it. It's family. So she tried to be as accommodating as she could for way too long. And someone who's staying with you for free and making no effort to get a job or contribute in any form or fashion, commenting on your moods around the house. Wow. Somebody needs a freaking wake up call here. And yeah, she needs some firm boundaries. Her kids are her responsibility. They are not your responsibility. She needs to get a job. She needs to stand up on her own two feet and provide for her kids. That's not your guys's responsibility. You have every right here to kick her to the curb. Phasing that out in a way that forces her to become responsible by, as one of the commenters said, setting a date that she has to have a job by and then a different date that she needs to move out by is the most responsible thing to do because it forces her to be responsible for those kids. And the tough part for me is that any kind of situation that puts kids in a rough spot, that's tough. Like it's so complicated because they didn't do anything wrong and yet they're still affected by whatever happens here. And they're affected by their mama's laziness obviously, but they're affected by whatever decision OP makes here as well. So doing something phased that at least ensures that the kids are going to be taken care of would be a great way to go, but it's not your responsibility. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do any of this, but I think if you can find a way to make sure that those kids are taken care of, that's going to be the thing that helps you be able to sleep at night and puts them in a situation where they aren't in an even worse spot because of their mom. What the hell? Ah! This is a very difficult situation.
How would you guys handle it? Tell me. I don't know. It's such a, this is a mess. Obviously, she has to leave and get a job and get on her own two feet. But what would you do to make sure that the kids weren't put in a tough spot? Riddle me that. Oh, also, I don't know if you could see it, but uh, sporting the, uh, the Moira Christmas shirt here. This one is available in our store. There are some others available in our store, which you can get to through Linktree. But it's also reddit-setit.com. And also, if you're not already following us on Insta and YouTube, please go do that now. You're going to see all kinds of cool exclusive content on both of those channels. So make sure to get the full experience, you know. Next time you come watch a video, you should do it while wearing a Reddit Set It shirt and bounce them between Insta, YouTube, and TikTok. You know, that's that's the, the way to do it. Pop some popcorn and just make a full night of it. Am I the asshole for not going to Thanksgiving at my brother's new house? My brother and his wife just bought a house earlier this year and want to host Thanksgiving at their house this time. Typically, I host, and my mom and I do all of the cooking and cleaning, but this year, I received a pretty upsetting medical diagnosis. Because of this, sister-in-law said she would host and cook. Every year, my mother and father-in-law spend Thanksgiving at our house, as do my parents, brother, sister-in-law, and all the children. I spoke with my brother about Thanksgiving yesterday, and he mentioned that my in-laws are excited to see their new house. He said he was excited to have everyone together, especially because he just decorated their house. We made a plan for who was bringing what food. Late last night, my sister-in-law sends a text saying no offense to me or my in-laws, but that they only want their families to attend. Basically, she was saying my mother-in-law and father-in-law are not invited. I was under the impression that it was the same Thanksgiving we have every year, but moving it to a different house this year. There's no way I can tell my in-laws that they aren't invited to Thanksgiving, so now I feel like I have to host a dinner at my house. Hosting, cooking, cleaning up the house, and then attending the gathering at my brother's house will wipe me out. There's no way I can physically do both, so I'm not going to my brother's this year. I know he will be upset, since it's their new house. Am I the asshole for not attending Thanksgiving at my brother's? Edited to add update. My brother called me earlier to say he and his wife talked last night, and she was absolutely against my in-laws attending. She didn't have a valid reason. My brother didn't agree with her at all, feels she's being unreasonable, and told her she needed to be the one to tell me that they aren't invited because he was not supporting her decision. He then said he and the rest of the family will be coming to my house and attending Thanksgiving as if it were any other year. They, along with my husband, will be taking over all of the hosting, cooking, and cleaning responsibilities. It sounds like sister-in-law is going to host her family at her home. I know there are a lot of questions, so I'll try to answer them individually, but no, sister-in-law and my in-laws are absolutely not strangers. We have spent holidays together as one big family for years, so it's not really hard to feel like she is purposely excluding them. Neither myself, nor my husband, or my brother can think of any reason she has for doing this other than to exercise some kind of control over the situation. Thank you everyone for the warm words and great suggestions. I'm actively looking into ordering a Thanksgiving meal to take the work off of everyone. I think we all deserve a break. Yeah, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. All the holidays, the times when you cannot avoid family even if you really, really want to. I don't know if this is accurate at all, but immediately my mind went to maybe the brother's wife's family, like her mom, has has some kind of issue with OP's in-laws. Maybe there's some kind of issue that isn't the brother's wife's issue, but coming from somewhere else, which is why she didn't have a really good reason to state or maybe didn't want to say it. There's obviously some kind of reason there that she's just not wanting to state. So there's, there's something there. We just don't know what it is. We don't know, you know, what the medical diagnosis here for the original poster is, but it's obviously something bad enough to not be able to physically do Thanksgiving. So bravo to the brother for stepping up and saying, you know, you know what? Number one, that's bullshit. I don't agree with it. We're all still coming to your house and we'll take care of cooking and cleaning and everything. Bravo to, to the brother for stepping up and saying that. Following through with it is a completely different issue. So hopefully he actually follows through with that and they make this no work for OP. I'm sure there's going to be an in-depth discussion at Thanksgiving that goes into this further, and maybe we'll see an update come from that there. But I'm glad they found some kind of resolution here, not with uh, the brother's wife. Who knows what the heck is going on there? But this is the beginning of an issue that's going to grow and grow and grow until it pops, and then everybody's going to find out what the real story is. So she might as well just come out with it. OP, absolutely not an asshole for not going to Thanksgiving over there because your family isn't invited. So you're not even registering on our ASCON 
scale here. The brother's wife is definitely an asshole. We just don't know how big of an asshole yet. We don't know where she lands on the ASCON scale because we don't know what the motivating factor is. Withholding her motivating factor makes her more of an asshole. She's she's probably somewhere around, let's see here. She's either an ASCON 1 or an ASCON 2. We don't know if she's not just an asshole, but a terrible person. No, you know what? We do. She's an ASCON 1. She's a terrible person. She knows that the original poster here has medical stuff that she's dealing with. And, you know, we all reading the story assumed that that was one of the reasons that Thanksgiving was moving over there, not just that they had a new house. They were also doing this to take a load off of the original poster. That wasn't the case because she only wanted part of that family to come. So brother's wife is an ASCON 1 asshole. She's a terrible person. And maybe she has a reason. She's got to have a reason. But withholding whatever that reason is makes her an ASCON 1. So I, I hope your situation turns around, OP. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving and it is stress-free and that uh, whatever this bullshit is resolves itself over time. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.